Welcome to the Family Connections Podcast, where we are connecting parents and families to God, each other, and the church. Welcome to our Family Connections Podcast and our special episode regarding Easter. You know, it's an interesting time that we're in right now, and uh, to tell you the truth, it's been an odd week for Passion Week, but yet this time we get to celebrate Easter like we have every Easter before that, the very fact that it's an empty tomb. But this year it's different because we're going to have Easter at home. And it's interesting that I've been thinking about lately that the disciples were so scared after Jesus was crucified that they self-isolated, not because of a virus, but because of uh, fear of the government and fear that they were followers of Jesus. Well, at this time, when we're going to be celebrating Easter in our homes, it's almost more akin to the underground church and, and being alone and yet together with other believers. And so one of the things that I wanted to start us off today is just thinking about, well, what's the same about Easter this year and what's different? Well, obviously, what's the same is what we're celebrating, is the fact that uh, Jesus died, was buried, and was raised again. And so we celebrate the risen Lord on Easter Sunday. But it's different because of how we're celebrating it this year. Now, we still have this idea of hope and joy. Uh, during this special time, but it's going to look a little bit different. So I want to ask our family ministry team about how are you approaching Easter this year, the very fact that we're going to have Easter at home? Well, we are just choosing to focus on the hope that we have in Jesus Christ and to share that joy and that hope and the peace with each other here in our own house and also um, reaching out to other people. via technology, which I'm still learning, um, and sharing that hope and joy that we have. Jesus is alive, and he loves us, and he lives with us, and that's amazing. So we're trying to keep the focus there wherever we are. Yeah, you know, like our family here is, we're trying to find some new ways to do Easter because mm-hmm. not going out, we're not going to be going to do any park days or anything of that nature, but the like you were saying, Melanie, like Jesus is alive. That that doesn't change. Everything else in our world is getting canceled, postponed, stopped. And, you know, one thing that I'm taking heart in and I'm in, in a, ingraining into our family is that Jesus, he's still God. He is still Lord. The resurrection is still happening. This week is still happening. And that will never ever change what God has done in, in um, and what God is doing, even in the midst of, of awkward and weird circumstances that we're in, Jesus is alive. And that is a truth that will never change. So just focusing on that hope. And, and I get reminded of Mark 4, where Jesus is uh, on the boat telling, and the, the waves come in, just reminding ourselves to be still because God is at work. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, I, I think it's been interesting and different, as you said at the beginning, Mike, uh, just a whole new circumstance and reality to celebrate Easter. And to be honest, uh, until like the last, I don't know, 24 hours, um, the Monday, basically, of Passion Week, I, I wasn't really preparing my heart like I had been in years past. Um, I guess I had not realized how much I relied on the natural buildup uh, that church had been for me that where, you know, we would talk about it, uh, as we would get close, we would talk more about Lent together, especially as that would become, uh, closer and closer to Easter weekend. 
Um, and so for me, I feel like I am almost kind of behind, uh, behind what I normally would do. Um, so I, I hope that this is an encouragement to families that, you know, uh, our structure has been thrown off. Um, thankfully, we have a God who is merciful and patient with us. And so even when our eyes go off of Christ, our, our focus um, moves away from uh, really what we should be focusing on, which is Jesus Christ, and put him on our circumstances. He is so gracious to pull us back. Um, and so for me, it's been uh, different and um, I'm looking forward to celebrating, but recognizing that, um, yeah, I didn't realize how much um, this has affected me in terms of my preparation for a celebration of Easter. Yeah, I think I appreciate you saying that, Mike, and I would echo that uh, to some extent. I think I'm, I like to have things ready. I like to be prepared. Um, and that I'm realizing includes like preparing my heart. And so I, have been struggling with feeling like I have this hurdle of like, my heart's not ready. Like I've mm. been so busy at work. Um, it feels like I have a new job. Like we're trying to figure mm -hmm. out. <laughs> and I think a lot mm -hmm. of people can resonate with that, right? That like Melanie said, we're figuring out how to do our jobs entirely on computers. And um, we're figuring out that everything just looks different. And so I feel like my heart is messy and there's this temptation mm. to feel like I need to get everything in order and then mm. I can start to embrace Passion Week and I can start to um, prepare for the celebration that comes on Easter Sunday. And obviously I know that that's not the case and I'm grateful that uh, Jesus welcomes into welcomes us in, um, in the midst of that messiness. And mm. so right now I'm praying through this feeling of like, I'm not ready which is so silly. I mean, what do I need to do to be ready? Right. Jesus <laughs> is alive and he's our savior. Um, right. He's not expecting anything, but I think I have that temptation to feel like not, I can't control anything right now. So I don't feel ready for this mm. holiday. Um, and so I'm having to learn to give myself grace in that and really to wrestle with like, why, why is it that I feel this need to have a complete picture for Jesus to come and celebrate Jesus? Um, and so maybe that resonates with some of the families out there, or maybe it's <laughs> just me, but I would say that that's kind of been where my head and my heart are at this past week. Sav, that's, that's really good stuff. I, and I appreciate you just being so transparent because I think you're right. A lot of people are feeling in that way. We're trying to learn to do things we've done for a while in a whole new way, but could you flesh that out a little bit more for us? Yeah, I think um, it's important to recognize in this season that we're all grieving some kind of loss. And in some sense, we all feel like the rug has been pulled out from under us. So it could be a small loss and it could be one of those things where you think, well, it could be worse. And so I'm going to push this feeling of loss aside. Mm. Um, the other people out there are experiencing more loss than me or more pain or are sick and maybe I'm not sick. Um, mm. But I think it's important to acknowledge that those losses were real um, mm -hmm. and that it's okay to be sad about that. Uh, and it, I feel the Easter story itself has so much grief wrapped into it. Um, and I think it's okay to recognize that this exists and this might not look like what you want this season to look like uh, mm -hmm. and that that's okay. And we see that plenty of times in scripture that people come to Jesus with unresolved grief and unresolved hurt. Uh, and this is a season to recognize that God is 
deeply desiring for us to bring those hurts and to bring that grief to him. Mm. Yeah, I think that's one of the beautiful aspects of having hope in Christ <laughs> is that um, normally as human beings, we, we, we go into one extreme or the other. If we're grieving, let's just grieve all the way and there's no room for joy. And yet to be a follower of Jesus means that we hold that tension um, in somewhat of a marriage because there's always going to be grieving in the midst of a sinful world, in the midst of a fallen experience. And yet we have this joyful hope because Jesus has done something that is unchangeable. So we are in the midst of changing circumstances. We're in the midst of a fluid situation, like every single hour things could be changing. And yet Easter is a celebration that one thing will never change. He always will be alive. He always will be reigning at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf until he comes in his full glory. But right now, we celebrate Easter with the unchanging reality of what Jesus has done in the spiritual realm. Right now, it's very easy to be focused on the physical. It's very easy to be focused on what is temporal. Um, and to think that, oh, I, my desire is for that to change. And in the midst of you know, being sheltered at home or you know, safer at home, whatever they want to call it, um, we can sometimes find ourselves um, really coming to Jesus with that focus as opposed to um, the reality that he has done so much in the spiritual realm for us. It makes me think of Mark chapter 2, right? Jesus is there and he's teaching and the paralytic gets lowered into the house and uh, nobody, of course, thinks about how they're going to repair the roof. But in that moment, uh, Jesus says something and it's remarkable. He forgives this man's sins. He does something in the spiritual realm that had never been done before. And they look at him kind of crazy, like, I can't believe you have done this. And so then he responds to them, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. And they're looking for the physical, right? They're looking for something to be changed in their realm that they can taste and see and touch and experience in that manner. And I'm thankful to the Lord that he doesn't stop there, but instead he recognizes that, no, the the more important thing, the more important change that we can experience is that we would stand righteous before God again. And that's what we're celebrating, that Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and rising on the third day means that I can rise with him. I'm actually brought to that place where now I can be standing before my creator, seen through the righteousness of Christ, and that will never be taken away. So Easter is a time to celebrate, even in the midst of a season of grief. Mm, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Mike. It's Mark 2. Man, that that makes that passage is so rich in like the righteousness of God working in us, you know, and just last week I took our students through Mark four, the beginning of it, where we have the parable of the sower and the four soils. And and the reality is in this situation, I think you're right, Mike, a lot of us are looking at the, the here and now, what God, where are you at now? Instead of looking at the eternal God, what are you crafting and working and revealing in me that needs to be removed so my soil, my heart can be ready for what you want to do in me and then through me? And it's really a refining of the soil that's happening in our hearts right now where, man, I, everything else isn't going on now. I really have no excuse to not be focusing on hearing, not just hearing in what God is saying, but also letting God work in me, let Jesus live in and through me. And that's what the resurrection's all about. 
Jesus didn't die and rise just to be a part of our life when we pick and choose it, but he came to be a part of every part of our life, to be that righteousness mm-hmm. in every single part of our life. And so you're right. We have plenty to celebrate. And our hope is that, you know, you as you listeners, as families are still going to take time to celebrate and may, it may look very different this year, <laughs> probably yeah. will, but that doesn't mean we don't get to celebrate. We should be celebrating that the righteousness of God, that the perfection of uh, the, the lamb who is perfect in our midst is being celebrated because it's, he's alive. He's absolutely alive. So I want to throw it around. Like what are some ways we're going to celebrate Easter this year? Again, it's going to look a little different. But what are some ways uh, that we're going to celebrate this year? So I'm going to throw it to you first. So what's some ways that maybe you, your family, how you're going to do it? Yeah, I think uh, something that helps, especially something that's helpful for young children who, I, none of us process change well, I think, but young children especially uh, struggle with, um, why are we not going to grandma's for our yearly Easter egg hunt? Or um, mm, yeah. why are we not going to church and getting donuts like we always do? Uh, <laughs> and it's small things, but that can be really hard for kids. And so I think as much as you can, um, make the day something special. So I think for our family, um, we're going to get dressed up. And we might just be sitting on our couch watching the service. But it's just a way as a family to recognize that this is a special day. Um, we realize obviously that there's nothing, um, there's no requirement to dress up on Easter, even if we were going to church yeah. together. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing at all in the Bible that says that. But for us as a family, it's just a way to say, we can't do what we normally do on this day, but we're going to make it special. And part of that for us is going to be uh, dressing up. Mm-hmm. And it's also going to be sitting together as a family and reading the Easter story um, and just taking time aside to do stuff as a family, um, putting the day aside to say, you know, instead of our normal activities throughout the day, um, we're just going to be intentional with this time. And I encourage you to just find one or two things. Don't feel like I need to schedule the day out, but just a couple of things to um, acknowledge that Easter is a special day, that it's a message that we really want to focus on. And so as a family, we're going to set aside a few minutes and make sure that we're modeling to our kids um, that it's an important time. Sweet. I love that. And I love um, just the whole, the whole thought of how we can do things this maybe the same kinds of things, but in a different way this time since we're at home. And um, you know, it was funny that you, what Savannah was saying reminded me of just yesterday um, we were out delivering some Easter baskets and, to the promised land kids, the preschool kids. And one of the moms was saying how this is the first year in her life that she will not be together with the church family. Grew up at Mm. Cornerstone. So together with the church family on Sunday and how that was just so, so out of anything she would ever have expected. Um, And I thought, wow, that is, that's really amazing. People have been doing the same things every year for a long time. Um, one of the things, since I get to work with the preschool and kindergarten kids, we always have a huge party on Easter at Cornerstone and we do a big parade, a big Easter parade. We make banners and signs and they blow horns and play instruments. And we walk all through the neighborhood and people that are out walking or uh, gardening in their front yards or whatever, 
the kids love to shout, happy Easter, Jesus is alive. I mean, we have kids doing that, that actually do that when they go home. They're still doing that. And the parents are like, why did you tell them to keep doing this? I didn't. Um, but they, they like doing that. And so, you know, until just a few days ago, I would not have thought that was even an option now to do any kind of a parade. But all of a sudden, I'm seeing all these like drive-by, you know, parade kind of things where cars mm. are decorated and they have signs. And if your family's up for that, you could do that. They could make signs and you guys could get in your car and drive up and down the street and they can still wave at people that are out. They can say Happy Easter. They can say God loves mm. you. There's all kinds of, you know, I mean, you have to get creative with that, but you can. And the mm -hmm. other thing that I was thinking, um, probably easier for most of us, when I was a child, my sister and I would go and visit my grandparents every summer. Mm. And my grandma had this great tradition that we really loved. Every time we would come into her house after we had said hi and all that, um, she would hand us a three by five card. And she had a whole treasure hunt set up inside her house. But it was super, super simple. It was on the card when we were really little, she would put pictures. And it was just a picture of a place in her house. So, and we, you know, we had been there a lot of times, so we knew where everything was, but she would give us the first card and we would race to that location. I don't know why we thought it had to be a race since we were doing it together and there was really <laughs> no competition at all, but we would run to the next place and so excited to find the, the next three by five card. And it would have a picture of the next place we were supposed to go and all the way um, through her house. And then at the end, there was some small little treasure um, as we got older, she would actually write the words of the place. So we were, as we were learning to read and be able to do that too. So she made it a little bit harder as we went on, but she never did any like crazy clues or anything like that. It was just the, the name or the picture of the place we were supposed to go next. And then when we ended up, it was all, we always had so much fun and we loved looking forward to that. But so today I'm thinking, okay, well, people could do that because that's pretty simple but what treasure are they going to put at the end of that hunt, right? Because you may not have a lot of stuff in your house right now. I don't know, um, from the grocery store, whatever you've got there. So I thought, honestly, we must have done a hundred at least of those hunts over my lifetime. I do not remember a single treasure at the end of that hunt. I just remember how much fun it was and how joyful it was. And how excited I was that my grandma loved us enough and cared to do that for us. Yeah. So I thought, hmm. So the treasure, if you want to even call it a treasure hunt, can be something really, really small. It could be letting your kid choose the book that you want to read that night. It could be um, letting your kid tell you to do something silly, like ask you to do a silly dance and let them record you or a sing a silly song <laughs> or make a silly face whatever you can think of a treasure that doesn't necessarily have to be a thing, you know, a, a literal thing or food or candy or something like that. So just to get your creative juices going there, that is another option that you could try. Yeah. Thanks for that, Melanie. I think it's uh, sometimes, yeah, we, as parents want to right. make it like this amazing experience that we expect that's the child right. to, to remember every single detail. <laughs> and that's obviously just not even our own experiences. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think as mentioned before at the beginning, but often what people would do is is go to family or go to friends and hang out and celebrate Easter together over a meal. That's just like what we do as people. That's even from scripture. We would get together for some kind of a feast or a festival. Um, and so that has been, in many cases, just kind of 
pulled away from us as an option for celebrating Easter this year. Um, most of us have tried to figure out ways to connect, and so most of us are doing things with video conferencing, um, whether that's through Zoom or FaceTime or Google Hangouts. There's a variety of options and ways to do that. Um, but maybe make a point to share a meal with whoever you would normally try to get together with. Or maybe uh, you haven't had that tradition. Maybe it's always just been at home um, for a variety of reasons, and now it's an opportunity to start a new tradition. Hang out with somebody from your church family in your local church and, and share uh, brunch together. Um, doesn't have to be an elaborate thing, obviously. And uh, just getting the opportunity to sit down and talk through Easter together, um, share a meal over a video chat, I think could still be a great opportunity to do that together with family. What about you, Ben? What are you thinking? Well, you know, it's on a side note, it's funny that you mentioned that. We actually did a Zoom dinner meal, and it was so much fun. So, like, I mm. would totally second you on that, Mike. Like, that is such a great idea to, like, have a meal together over web, well, over Zoom or a web chat. It's definitely different, but it's fun. You know, my family loves food. Um, if you know anything about me, like, food is, like, one of my spiritual gifts of, like, eating <laughs> and cooking and all that stuff. It's just something that we love. So, we like making food together and I don't know if you're a baker or cook if, or if you just dread it and you're the person that sits microwaving, microwaving. It's right. If I could put it in the oven in a microwave, it's good. Right. Um, but it is one of those family bonding experiences that does it's regardless if it turns out good or not, it, it's a really a lot of fun to do stuff like that. And I want to encourage you and maybe it's not, we're going to make the big Easter main dish because if you're not a good cook, maybe it's not the first step you want to take. <laughs> But doing fun stuff like, hey, we're going to make, uh, for example, we're going to make biscuits together. You know, my girls and I actually did that a couple of days ago for breakfast. And it took a little longer, but man, they had so much fun. And that's something they, when mom woke up, um, mom woke up because she worked, uh, my wife worked the night shift that night as a nurse. She got woke up at like two in the afternoon. Mom, we made biscuits. And I know that sounds silly in some regards because it's just biscuits, but doing something like that as a family and then being able to talk about the Easter story and be thankful and, and bring it back to Jesus when you're in the middle of doing something together as a family, you're, you're able to, one, talk about that and be together, but you're also being able to grow as a family and potentially even make a new tradition that when this does end, you can do not just Easter, but anytime, but, you know, doing things together at home, maybe it's cooking, maybe it's, a, maybe it's a craft or doing something in your own house. I don't know what it looks like, but doing an activity, I think of food for me, because that's one of, one of the things that I'm passionate about. And thus my family by nature is passionate about. Um, but that is one thing that for, that can really make this weekend, I think, a lot more fun and also a lot more memorable is that we could take something simple as making food, making fun, and doing it together because we're all celebrating not just a, a holiday. We're celebrating his story, his story together. We're just going to be celebrating that all weekend. So let's make, a, let's make the most of it and do something fun together as a family. Well, thank you so much for uh, all of you guys giving some great, not just input and advice, but helping us remind us of our focus, which is celebrating Jesus is risen, that Easter Sunday is not changing, but Jesus is risen. He is always with us no matter what. Um, we don't know if your church has a live streaming option um, or uh, any online resources as far as Easter goes, but we want to invite you to join us at Cornerstone this Sunday, 
um, at 9.30, we'll have our live stream going on as well as throughout the weekend. You'll see our family ministries, uh, a family ministry service being posted throughout the weekend as well on our website as well. Um, thank you so much. We hope you enjoy your Easter weekend and celebrate that Jesus is risen. Thank you for listening to this episode today. Family Connections podcast is hosted by the family ministry team of Cornerstone Bible Church. For resources and more information about the church, please go to cvcglendora.org. We would love to connect with you. Here are a couple of ways. Subscribe to Family Connections. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Interact with episode topics, ask questions, and share ideas on our site, familyconnections.buzzsprout.com. Do you like what you hear? Please leave a review. We look forward to being with you next time on the Family Connections Podcast.